Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Atlanta Man Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and on today's episode, the Hawks are back. They go undefeated on the week, win all four games, a four-and-a week, a four-game winning streak, and they're starting to look like themselves again. They started out on Monday with a win against the Bucks. They won on Wednesday against the T-Wolves. They won on Friday against the Heat. And they won last night on Sunday against the Hornets on the road. We will now get into all these games in order. Starting off on MLK Day last Monday, um, Hawks played at 6 o'clock primetime on TNT. Um, always a big time game for the Hawks on MLK Day. They play every year. Um, it used to be... You know, every team wouldn't play, or um, not as many teams would play on MLK Day. Usually, just uh, usually just was the Hawks, I think. Um, but it's always a classic game for the Hawks playing on MLK Day. And um, yeah, they got the win on this one—a 121 to 114 win against the reigning champions, Milwaukee Bucks, and a huge come-from-behind win too, as the Hawks found themselves down double digits in the fourth quarter. They um, outscored the Bucks by 12 in the fourth to win the game um, a pretty big second half all things considered as they outscored them by a total of 19 points in the second half to win 121 to 114 um, some big plays down the stretch from Trey Young Manyeka um, Kongwu was pretty good in the second half Daniel Gallinari hit some big shots in the fourth quarter and just a really a massive win to stop the bleeding of the Hawks' losing streak and their home losing streak that had reached 10 games, which um, I think set the franchise record and was close. To, I think it might have even tied the NBA record for longest home losing streak uh, from something like way back in the 60s. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, the Hawks played very well in this game. Um, the defense came through and they needed to at the end after having a somewhat shaky first half. wasn't great in the first half, but in the second half, only allowed 52 points to the Bucks, which is very solid. Um, and yeah, they were able to make stops when they needed to in the fourth quarter, and they were making the buckets they needed to to get this win in a, a nice comeback-style victory. And we'll get into the stats now in this game, who played well. Um, Trey Young, obviously, like I said, 30 points, 11 assists, and ESPN still likes to play these stupid ads. Sorry. Um, 30 <laughs> points, 11 assists. Um, for Trey, and then like I said, Gallinari off the bench had 16 points on four or five shooting, and made seven of eight free throws. Um, and speaking of the free throws, the Hawks shot 30 of 32 from the free throw line this game, which is just absurdly good, and kind of the difference in the game. Um, you know, getting that that many free throws up and making that many of them is just uh, super impressive and just a huge part of this game. They also shot 41.7% from three. I mean, it, they just don't stop. I got, I got to find another website to use. It's so bad. <clears throat> anyway, sorry about that. Um, yeah, the Hawks shot very well from three in this game. Um, not <clears throat> anything crazy, just from the regular field goal percentage. Um, 40, 44.2, which is it's fine. Um, but a lot, of, a lot of the heavy lifting was done by the three point shooting and the free throw shooting, um, which was just very good in this game. And like I said, Nyeka Kangwu 
He had a solid game, was plus 11, had 12 points on 6 of 9 shooting, which is just a very nice ratio there. Had 7 rebounds and was very good defensively in the second half, which is just kind of what he does, um, especially in this game. Clint Capello still out at the time, so he was the starting center in this game. Um, so yeah, that'll do it for this Bucks game, and we're going to move on to Wednesday's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, <clears throat> which was another victory. And this one was also in comeback fashion with a huge third quarter from the Hawks. Um, probably the one of the best, maybe the best quarter that they played all year. Um, they scored 45 points and only gave up 20, so a 25-point victory in the third quarter for the Hawks. Trey had 37 points in this game. Um, you know, the Hawks, they kind of got smoked in the first quarter. They lost that one 42-26. to <clears throat> and they won the second 35 to 21 but still down by two points at the half and they they just blew things open in the third um minnesota they kind of keep themselves in the game somewhat in the fourth quarter they kind of they didn't like completely go away they kept it close enough to where the hawks couldn't just um you know fully cruise in for the victory but nothing too scary i think the, the lowest they got to lead to was six which, you know, you still have to definitely um, play basketball at that point. Um, but nothing too threatening for Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, just a really, really solid overall third quarter and second half for the Hawks. Um, and the offense in this game was just very good. Scored 134 points, obviously, which is just fantastic. Trey had 37. Um, the defense was still a little bit shaky, but Minnesota, they're kind of a team that, uh, you know, they're, they're very built around the three-point ball. And... They can make some three-pointers. They have a lot of good shooters, and they're they're pretty solid in this game offensively. And part of that was that the Hawks kind of, you know, had a bad first first quarter, obviously, and then, you know, just some bad defense here and there from the Hawks. But nothing that was as bad as it's been this year has definitely been worse. And you know, in the third quarter, they're obviously awesome. And that was spearheaded by Anyeka Kongwu, who was just fantastic. He kind of had a pedestrian first half, really. But in the second half, he was just outstanding um, on all facets. He was very good offensively, even better defensively. Um, set his career high on blocks in this game with five. He had 17 points and eight rebounds on five of eight shooting. Um, led the Hawks in plus minus, was plus 19 in this game. Even higher than Trey, who had 37 points, who was plus 11. And Trey has been fantastic lately <clears throat> and has been just great, especially behind the arc. He shot 6 of 10 from 3 in this game at 37 points, 10 of 17 shooting, 11 free throws, and 14 assists. Probably one of his best overall games in the entire season. Um, so, yeah, just a very good offensive performance. Collins had 17 points. Hunter had 22. He was very good. Gallinari had 15 off the bench, which you always love to see that. Hawks had um, six guys have more than 12 points in this game, or 12 or more, rather, with Kevin Herter having 12. Um, still, <clears throat> no Clint Capella in this game. So, yeah, just very good performance for the Hawks. The Timberwolves are not great, but they're they're a solid team. Um, they've, played a, they've played pretty good defense this year, actually, which was um, very surprising around the league because they were projected to be very bad defensively. And um, they're actually pretty good this year on defense, and the Hawks scored 134 points on them in regulation, which is... Very good. Um, so, yeah, we'll move on to Friday night's game against the Miami Heat, who have just kind of been kicking the Hawks around lately. They've played a lot. This is their third time playing in two weeks, and the Heat have won both meetings. But that stopped here. The Hawks got a 110-108 to victory in Miami, this, or not in Miami, in Atlanta, despite trying to blow this game in the fourth quarter. 
Um, Hawks got outscored one or no, 34 to 22 in the fourth quarter to make this a really close game at the end. He'd actually had a shot in the air um, from Jimmy Butler to win the game um, as the time expired, but uh, it barely missed. Jimmy Butler also had another crucial miss on a wide open kind of alley-oop layup. Um, a shot that I feel like Jimmy Butler makes 99 out of 100 times he missed in this game, which was very helpful because that would have given the Heat the lead or tie the game, I believe, very late in the game. Um, I think I think the Hawks were by one at the time, and that would have gave the Heat the lead in, in the game. But he missed it, and um, the Hawks held on despite just kind of falling apart offensively, especially in the fourth quarter. And, um, you know, the, the Heat kind of got hot, too. Off on their offense in the fourth to get them back in this game. Um, but it was really just the Hawks' offense kind of betrayed them in the fourth and it almost cost them, but it didn't. Um, they got the win, 110-108, to 108, and uh, against a, a good team um, in the Miami Heat who are you know, top of the East right now, one of the top three seeds, and they've definitely had the Hawks' number lately, so it's definitely good to get a win under your belt against Miami. I will get into the stats now. Um, Trey Young. Um, had 28 points. He led all the Hawks' scoring efforts in this one. 28 points, seven assists. Um, another solid offensive performance from him. Really, not as good as um against Minnesota, obviously, or some of the other games this week. But he was still very good. Um, Clint Capella came back in this game. Um, he came in off the bench. Only played 26 minutes. He was on a minutes restriction as he's still recovering from the ankle injury that he's had. Um, but he led the Hawks in plus minus actually off the bench. He was plus 15. Um, he had six points, um, six rebounds, 26 minutes, made all of three of his attempts, which is uh, it's fine. And, um, yeah, he's just trying to work his way back into things as he is still um, sort of recovering from the injury. So Okongwu did get the start again in this game, and he wasn't nearly as um, great as he was in the previous two games. Still wasn't anything um, terrible, but um, definitely didn't have the same impact in, uh, offensively, especially in this game, as he did in the other games. But he had six points, um, four rebounds. All of them offensive rebounds, by the way, which kind of weird, but I guess that's better than defensive, I guess. Um, two, um, only took three shots, 25 minutes, one block. Um, still just fine. Um, Collins had 15 points, seven rebounds. He was pretty good, pretty efficient. Um, made six of his eight attempts. Kevin Herter, who was actually very, very good in this game, 21 points, eight of 13 shooting, five of nine from three. He had 21 points, four assists, a couple of rebounds too, so he was solid. And DeAndre Hunter, um, was pretty good in this game too. 13 points, 10 rebounds, and uh, 5 of 11 shooting. Nothing insane from DeAndre, but definitely a solid performance, especially um, rebounding. 10 rebounds for him, which is very good. And uh, this is actually a pretty interesting stat came out about this game. This is the first time all year that DeAndre Hunter, Anyeka Kongwu, and Clint Capello all played in the same game together. And those are the Hawks' three best defenders, and this is the first time all season, and this game took place on what, January 21st, I believe was the date? So the Hawks didn't get their three best defenders all playing in the same game until January 21st, which is pretty wild, and um, especially with the way the Hawks' season has gone, um, with defense being the main problem, it's um, kind of telling and kind of... Uh, you know, they make it, it adds up that, that these guys haven't been around a lot. Um, each of them have had their own injury issues this year, but it's nice that they're back and finally healthy, and the Hawks actually had a pretty good game defensively in this one as well. So we will move on to the fourth and final game of the week. Um, it's going to be the Hawks' only road game for quite some time. Um, their, their next road game will be on February 4th in Toronto. 
So it's kind of a pretty large homestand here for the Hawks with just one road game mixed in the middle of it. And it's not a far road game either as they, they go only up to Charlotte and they face the Hornets and they get a victory in pretty comfortable fashion, 113-91. to 91. Um, the Hawks kind of went pole to pole in this one. They won every quarter in this game. Um, I don't think Charlotte ever had a lead in this game, if I'm not mistaken. That might be wrong. Um, so, but you know, I, I but just before watching the game, I don't recall Charlotte ever leading the game. I can actually check right here if I just want to make sure I'm right. And looking at it, Charlotte tied the game at nine to nine. They tied the game at fourteen to fourteen. And yeah, the 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 Hornets never led. I was right. But yeah, the Hawks really just kind of dominated this game, um, start to finish, very well on off, played very well on offense, played very well defensively, especially with the Charlotte team who isn't great defensively, um, but they are really good offensively. They've got some really nice shooters. They got Lamelo Ball, obviously, Terry Rozier, Miles um, Bridges, so some really solid, solid offensive pieces for them, and held them to 91 points, which is really good. Um, Held them to 22 points in the first three quarters each, and then 25 in the fourth, which is solid, all four quarters. Um, and, you know, it's really probably not a coincidence that the defense has gotten pretty good with Capella, Akongwu, and Hunter all together. Um, but, yeah, we'll get into the stats now in this game. Trey Young led the Hawks in scoring again <laughs> with 30 points. Um, only four assists, but, you know, who cares really with a blowout game like this? Um, 9 of 20 shooting, 8 threes for Trey, which I believe tied his career high. So he's 8 of 15. Only made one non-three in the game, which is pretty wild. Uh, 4 of 5 from free throw line. Um, so another solid game for Trey. DeAndre Hunter had 20 points. He was very good. 6 of 11 shooting. Made 7 free throws and 9 attempts. Uh, Danilo Gallinari had 10 points off the bench. Clint Capella got the start in this game. Another ad is playing because it's ESPN. Um, next episode, I'm not going to be on ESPN. So just... Uh, just going to go ahead and note that now. Um, Clint Capella um, made his first start since back from injury after coming off the bench on Friday. Seven points, um, eight rebounds, three to seven shooting, which isn't great for Clint. As, you know, when you kind of take the attempts that he does, you would like him to make those more than he doesn't. And he didn't do that in this game, but still plus 16. But everybody's in the plus in this game because the Hawks dominated. And, um, yeah, just a really solid game. Herder had 11 points, you know. Kind of all-around team effort. Lou Williams had nine off the bench. Six points for DeLon Wright off the bench. Another ad from ESPN. Uh, five points for Congo off the bench. Um, and Kevin Knox actually got 11 minutes this game and had four points. So good for Kevin Knox. And, yeah, the Hawks, they've won four in a row. They are now 21-25 and 25 on the season. And now we will take a look at the standings, and then we will look at the schedule up ahead, and we'll wrap up the show there. But as of right now, the Hawks are still out of the play-in game, but only by a game and a half. Who, or they're behind the Wizards, who have the last spot, the tenth spot in the East. Um, they're a game and a half behind the Knicks too, and they're tied for the tenth spot. And as far as um, being into the regular playoffs, being the sixth seed, not having to worry about the play-in, they are six games behind the Philadelphia 76ers, who currently hold that mark. I still think the Hawks can get to the regular playoffs. I guess you could call them just to guarantee themselves a spot. With the six seed, I still think that's definitely possible, and I still think this team is for sure going to be in the playing tournament at least. That is the floor for this team still, even though they're down, they're four games under 500, and they've, you know, not had the greatest of years. Obviously, um, I, I still have a lot of faith in this Hawks team, and they're definitely um, showing what they're capable of in this stretch of four straight wins. 
And good news is, schedule is not super tough coming up either. And, you know, this week they had a couple of tough games against Miami and Milwaukee, who were both playoff teams and are very good this year. Um, Their schedule coming up is pretty light. It continues to be light. Um, They don't play until Wednesday, so they have double off days, which always helps. And especially when you play Sacramento on Wednesday, who are not good at all. Um, it's a home game coming off a double off day, so the Hawks are going to have a rest advantage for sure in this game. Um, and they're at home, and they're better than Sacramento, so that is a game that I absolutely expect them to win. Friday, they're at home against Boston. Who um, Boston, they definitely definitely have some talented guys. There's Tatum, Jalen Brown, obviously. But they have been very ordinary this year. They've been better than the Hawks, but they're still just like a 500 team, a middling club this year for sure. Then Sunday, they play the Lakers at 1 o'clock, which is kind of odd, but that's a home game. Um, the Lakers, their struggles have been very, um, very notable this year. I'd say they're very, it's very, um, very noticed how uh, kind of rough the season's been for LA. They're still an above 500 team, um, so they're not. It's not a guaranteed win. They're still, still LeBron James and the Lakers. Um, they're definitely going to be a tough game, but definitely a game the Hawks can win. And then on next Monday, it's Toronto at home. Who, they're they're solid, but they're definitely. I don't think they're that much better than the Hawks. And I think it's definitely a winnable game for the Hawks. Um, and then they have a really tough game against Phoenix at home. That's actually a primetime game on TNT. Phoenix is insane this year. But, I mean, it's I don't think I don't think it's insane for the Hawks to win that game. So, I mean, the Hawks can definitely stack up some more wins here. They've already won four in a row. I'm fully expecting it to be five in a row with this game against Sacramento on Wednesday. Um, I, I really think it's going to be five in a row. And then Boston and L.A., you can beat them. You can beat Toronto. Phoenix is tough. And then you, take, you play Toronto again after that. Then you play Dallas, who's pretty good. Um, but nothing, like the schedule is nothing just absolutely insane. It really isn't. I mean, they have the one game left against Phoenix, who's really good. And then, like, as far as just, like, you know, world eater teams like the Warriors and the Suns, they, don't, they play the Warriors again in March towards the end of the season. I mean, the schedule is pretty light. Um, the Hawks have one of the easier schedules for the rest of the season. Plenty of games make up ground, and I, I fully expect them to be able to make up a lot of this ground. Um, and they're trying to do that now. They've won four in a row, and they've played very, very well. So look to keep that going. Um, next week, like I said, schedule is pretty favorable, especially on Wednesday against um, Sacramento, who is not very good, and the Hawks are at home. And they have double off days going into that game, which always helps. So, yeah, I'm expecting another solid week from the Hawks. And I really think that that game, that game on Monday against Milwaukee felt very important when it concluded and the Hawks won. Um, you know, it really felt like that could be the turning point in the year. And they've won three in a row after that, four in a row if you include that game. And I really, really think that that could be the start of something. Um, but that remains to be seen. Um, you know, we'll be keeping up with it, obviously, throughout the year, see where this team ends up. Um, so yeah, that'll do it for this episode. If you made it this far listening, I really appreciate it. And I will see you in the next one.